Hi, guys, and welcome to the Confessions of a Millennial podcast. My name's Julia. And I'm Fatima. And we're your podcast for all things millennial, confessional or not. Hi, guys, and welcome back to Confessions of a Millennial podcast. We are so excited. It's 2021. Happy New Year. Man, 2020 flew by. I mean, it feels like it went by really quickly now that we're in 2021. But it also feels like it went by really slowly because, you know, the world was in the middle of a pandemic. I know. It feels like it was a decade. I mean, I'm still really excited that we're in 2021 because it feels like a fresh start. It feels like there's so much like that we can do this year that we didn't get to do last year. I mean, hopefully we got a vaccine out. People are getting it. So all the fingers are crossed that everyone gets it, that we'll be super healthy and happy and the world will be able to resume. I'm hoping that for spring, summer, we can resume back to the way things were. I'm okay with just staying home in the winter. I'm okay with that. Me too. You know, I can who, live with that. Yeah. Who wants to drive to work when, you know, there's, you know, 10 centimeters of snow on the ground and it's blizzarding outside. But some hope- of us still do, but some- it's fine. <laughs> <laughs> but hopefully for spring, you know, things will go start going back to normal. We can start going out and seeing things and seeing people. It would be really nice. I know, you know, like, you know, before the pandemic, there was always those people that were like, would make excuses to go out or to not go out. Sorry. Yeah. And then pandemic hit and they were like, I don't have an excuse. Like, this is perfect. Yeah. And I think everyone kind of enjoyed, you know, staying home and not having to do much, but like, oh my God, I miss strangers so much. Yeah. I hear you. Not about to do anything reckless, but I miss them. (laughs) I hear you. I don't think after this, I will ever get lazy to stay home ever again because it's like I know my god what if something like this ever happens again I mean knock on what it doesn't but it makes you appreciate the fact that you did have the opportunity to go out and see people and go to restaurants or go to a bar or do whatever go to the movies so I don't think I'll ever take that for granted fair and And speaking of going out today we're talking about travel yay our topic one of our favorite topics I have to say And I think that since it's been almost a year of us traveling, um, for most people, I think it has been coming up to a year or almost a year. We thought it would be great to bring us back to one of our favorite topics, which is travel. And that is, you know, have you had the urge to travel um, even in a pandemic? Like, have you started thinking about it? Because in the beginning, it was a little easier. You're like, okay, in a few months, okay, a few right. more months. But now it's been almost a year. And for us millennials, that's a very long time to go without traveling so somewhere. So have you had the urge? Um, yes. And by the way, it's so long. Um, I have. And I think what has inclined me, but I don't know if that means I'm going to do it, but I think I've just like felt it more, is my boyfriend went home for Christmas and he's from the UK. So like he's traveled and like he was okay. And like, it was pretty safe. And so I was just like, Oh damn. So I'm like, does that mean that like I could travel? And then I don't know, lately over the sort of the holidays, cause my work was closed for the two weeks. Right. Um, I just kept getting all these like travel, like pop-up ads. And I was like going on sites and looking for deals. And then I was like, well, maybe we could book September or like maybe next January, but like, 
there also is that kind of like, who knows, right? So right. I don't necessarily want to pull the trigger, but I'm definitely starting to feel that urge of like, my home is not enough. <laughs> I hear <laughs> what you. About you. I hear you. I have also been feeling the urge um, to travel. I think honestly, since September, I've been wanting to to go somewhere and I was like, you know what? No, it's not smart. And, you know, I kind of talked myself down from the ledge, just being yeah. logical about it. But I do know some people who have traveled and honestly, they, they've traveled a few times throughout the year and they've been absolutely fine. You know, they wear their mask when they're supposed to, they're always cleaning their hands and, you know, taking the necessary precautions and they've been absolutely fine. And then, you know, I was thinking maybe we go away for the holidays. We didn't. Um, yeah. But I'm hoping that now that there is a vaccine, that maybe I can hold out a little bit longer and wait, wow. um, and then hopefully go sometime in the summer. But I have that urge. Yes, I am just ready to jump on the plane and oh go anywhere right now. You know what I think it is, too, is like, I think because... A, obviously, you and I are travelers as well as most of millennials. Yep. What up? Um, I think to us, like when we think about traveling, we have all these positive memories yep. because we've never traveled in a pandemic. Whereas right. like it is technically going to be different. And like even if you go to another country, like you'd still have to wear your mask. You still couldn't go to like like a nightclub or, you know, a fully packed restaurant or like some of those experiences are still going right. to be a bit drained because – we haven't really come out of it yet. Yeah, exactly. So you know? if you could travel right now, any specific spot you would want to go to? Oh my God. So I was telling my boyfriend this the other day. Yeah. This like amazing deal came up and I thought it was a joke. Yeah. So I obviously clicked on it just to see, but it was basically for a six star resort in the Maldives or Maldives, whatever you want to call yeah. it. Yeah. For eight days and eight nights for two people. The thing is, though, where I found it, this site, it's just hotels. So okay. it didn't include the flight. Okay. It was just the hotel. The only thing I couldn't tell from, like, the booking – and, like, it wasn't sketchy. It turned out, like, the site was legit. Yeah. But I just couldn't tell from, like, when you were trying to book because I tried to go pretty far to see. Yeah. I couldn't tell if, like, it was all inclusive or if, like, meals were included. Okay. But for eight days and eight nights and Maldives for two people at a six-star resort – it was $500 Canadian. No way. And I was literally like, I think I should just book this. <laughs> you should just book it. Oh my gosh. And you, you had like two years to use it. So I mean, realistically, but then like I was chatting with him about it and he was like, oh my God, it's such a good deal. And then he's like, but wait, how much are flights? And so we were looking and like flights were like $1,300, which isn't that bad. That's not bad. But, the, but I heard there's a lot of stops the to get layovers. there. Yeah. Oh my God. So there's two layovers and the shortest flight time, including layovers we could find was 32 hours. It, and I, like, I think most yeah. of them stop in the Dubai area, right? Like what? I think so. Yeah. yeah. Because weird. I didn't know, I didn't. Like, I mean, I knew the Maldives or Maldives were in Asia, yeah. but I didn't really realize where they are. And they're actually like, they're technically below India. Yeah. So like, they're pretty far. Like, it's not like they're, you know, yeah. a hop, skip and a jump. Yeah. Um, and I mean, they're quite far away from India. It's not like they're close. Yeah, but exactly. Like, on a map, if you see them, they're kind of vertically. They're south of India. Yeah. Yes. So yeah, that was kind of a really, really hard deal to pass up. And then I saw another one because, again, I was like, well, let me just look at all-inclusive because yeah. 
um, my boyfriend has never done one and he's always wanted to. Yeah. So I was telling him like, oh, I really want to go to St. Martin. And then I was just looking to see, and I found St. Martin in September, which is so tempting because yeah. if everyone has the vaccine, maybe yeah. we can go. Um, all-inclusive resort, uh, the Senesta, which we stayed at in New Orleans and was amazing. Oh, yeah. So they have one in St. Martin. It was for eight days, seven nights, including flight and, like, because it's, like, it's one of those packages. Yeah. Um, it was, like, 1300 bucks person. Wow, that's so cheap. I know. It's usually 1300 bucks like, just to go to Mexico. I know. That's that's so a like, really good deal. This is so tempting. And he was like, we'll see. I'm like, damn it. Come on, Maxine. Come yeah. On. Yeah. Seriously. You guys should go. I mean, I feel like the tourism industry is hurting right now. So yeah. for them, you know, anything is better than nothing. So those are some really know, good deals. You know what I was shocked, though, when I was looking at other all-inclusive, like not just St. Martin, but other locations? Yeah. Deals weren't really that different um, in a pandemic than they were prior. Like, I thought they would have been better. Better. There was better deals to, like, obviously that Maldives was, yeah. you know, insane. Yeah. Like, that wasn't a crazy deal. I saw a really good deal to Bali. I saw a really good deal to Iceland, Norway, like, all these much farther places that had much better deals. Maybe those countries that don't, you didn't find really, really good deals is maybe that's not their only you know, way revenue. of, of reven- getting revenue. Like some yeah. countries are like 90% tourism yeah. or, you know, and like the Maldives would be one of those places. I feel like the majority of the revenue that that oh, economy sure. brings in is tourism. So they are hurting probably really badly right now where there are other yeah. countries you don't necessarily, it's not just tourism. Yeah, no, so that's true. Maybe that could be a factor. I know, but. Oh, girl. I was like, we could book like six trips. I know. For that Calm down. You can't do that. (laughs) You don't have that much vacation time. Just make up for all the trips that we didn't get to do in 2020. Well, that's the thing. Like, sometimes I wish I worked from home because then I could quarantine and still work. But I work in in construction, not physical labor, but we're considered essential. So I'm actually in the office safely, um, getting tested regularly and all that. But yeah. So like, I don't really have those, those two quarantine weeks to actually give away. Right. You know? Yeah. That makes sense. Which is a little, not frustrating, but it's like my, my life's kind of normal in a sense, you know? Yeah. Right. It's tough. So that's why I'm hoping like if there's a vaccine, you know, I want to get it. And then that way I can like, if I have to bring my certificate to be able to fly and not quarantine, like happy right. to do it. Like, right. So happy to do it. But yeah. I just want to be able to go. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Okay. So would you say that you would be brave enough to travel right now? I mean, of course there's a vaccine. So would you, you know, be brave enough to travel right now without the vaccine or would you prefer to wait until you get the vaccine and, tra- and travel, keeping in mind all these amazing deals that are popping up yeah, too? Oh God, dude, seriously. Um, I mean, I haven't traveled this whole quarantine. Mm-hmm. I've been a stay-at-homer, like I think most of the world. Yeah. Um, I mean, I don't think they would let me in, but <laughs> but I would love to. I wouldn't mind traveling to a place that has no cases. Right. And I would like happily get tested before I go and, you know, like get tested on arrival or whatever to right. prove, you know, um, 
which I think right now that's only Australia and New Zealand. And I do have friends in Australia and New Zealand, but (laughs) I don't think those countries are going to let me in. So I'm going to say, no, I'm not brave enough, but I definitely, I think now, like you were saying, like it's almost been a year or so far out. It feels like forever since we've been away. I think now that really tall brick wall that I had that was like, no, was starting to be like, no, yeah, like it's it's chipping away slowly. But again, that's with hope that like maybe by, you know, May if or maybe even by like April, if everyone has access to the vaccine or majority of people have and and I'm able to and it's safe and whatever, then yeah, maybe I maybe I will. Yeah, I think I'm similar. How do you feel? I definitely felt the urge during the holidays to get away because, you know, we didn't have anything to do. My husband was off for two weeks. So I thought we don't have to go for two weeks, but maybe even like four or five days um, to go away. Take advantage. Yeah. Take advantage. But then, you know, like you said, we didn't really see any amazing deals. I I mean, I guess we didn't really look hard enough, but um, we were looking at Hawaii, for example. Yeah. I thought that would have been nice to go for four or five days, but um, they have the same, you know, prerequisite that you get tested before you enter Hawaii. Um, Otherwise you do have to quarantine for 14 days. Um, but then right. there wasn't really any amazing deals, like nothing out of the ordinary, um, other yeah. than the fact that maybe it just wasn't like um, holiday pricing, which generally, you know, flying or going on holidays during Christmas is a little bit more expensive. Um, mm-hmm. Aside from that, didn't really see anything. Um, so we just decided to sort of hold off. Um, but now that, you know, I guess like that little pie in the sky, like attitude of, yeah, everything's going to be fine. Um, I think that, you know, I'm going to wait until after I get the vaccine. Because, yeah, me too. Yeah, because again, we were choosing like warm places because, you know, a lot of places are closed right now during the winter because mm-hmm. cases are higher, just like they are here because you know, you're not able to go outside and just hang out like you are in the summer. So cases are going up. Um, So we were looking at just kind of hanging out on the beach. But it's like, you know what, is that, is it like, absolutely dire that we be on a beach right now? No. Um, So yeah, we've kind of decided to hold off a little bit. And I think I would feel more comfortable traveling after I get the vaccine. It sucks. I'm definitely like having the urge, but you know, just being more pragmatic about it. It's not yeah. the smartest decision. So um, we're we're going to hold off. However, again, as I said, like I know a few people who've traveled like multiple times and they're absolutely fine. Um, you know, they took their precautions and, and they're quarantining yeah. now for 14 days. I think they've done it like three, four times now. I'm like, I don't know how you've done it this many times, but they've managed. They've traveled four I times mean, and, and quarantined for like both all four times. Yeah. I mean, I imagine they probably work from home. They do. Yeah, so there's that advantage where your time off is genuinely your time off and then you can quarantine and work. And I think it also depends who you live with. Like, that's the other thing is, like, I live with my parents still. um, And, you know, they're in their, like, they're both 60. Mm -hmm. So technically they're in the high-risk category. You know, if I was like not for anything, but like, like my boyfriend's here alone, right? His family's all back in the UK. So if he wanted to go somewhere alone and then come back and work from home and quarantine, like 
that's a little bit more desirable because you're not really going to infect anyone. Right. Like chances are so much lower. Right. Exactly, so yeah. I think circumstance has to do with it too. And like, maybe that's the thing for your friends. Like, I'm not sure if they're a couple, the ones you're talking about, yeah. but like if they're a couple and they're just decided, okay, we're not going to see our family, but we're going to travel. Like, that's a decision they can probably manage. Yeah, right? exactly. Yeah. Well, that's the thing. They, they both live by themselves. So it mm-hmm. actually works well for them. They're not, you know, susceptible to infecting their family or, you know, their parents right. who may be high risk and, and so on. So yeah, that makes sense. No, for sure. All right. Next question. Where is the best travel deal you found due to the pandemic and how tempting was it? So you kind of touched upon a couple of them. Are there, are yeah. there any other ones that you want to mention? Um, not really. I mean, I've definitely talked about travel with a few people, you of course, because yeah. we're such good travel buddies. Yeah, uh, <laughs> we've even talked about well, traveling once. You know, the pandemic is over and going away ourselves together. I know. Honestly, I'm dying, dude. <laughs> uh, <laughs> come on, Maxine. Yeah. <laughs> um, I mean, I think I honestly, to be honest, I think the best deal I found was that Maldives. Yeah. But like, I've definitely talked about other trips. Um, you know, like my I feel like I just bring I'm bringing him up a lot but it's just because like he's the only other person I'm talking to during this time yeah um but like you know he's from England and so he's like yeah I'd love to like take you there and then we could just go to Paris for the weekend and like Disneyland Paris is right there and oh I'm like gosh. this all sounds amazing but like when are theme parks gonna be up like yeah you know you start to kind of like what's the timeline yeah and, you know, how do we do that and stuff? So there's definitely kind of like you, it's been like the pragmatic of like, okay, we'll wait. Like I want to be able to experience this fully and have a good time yeah. and be safe. But yeah, I mean, like I said, I've definitely seen good deals for places like Iceland and things yeah. like that. And I'm really keen. I really would like to go to Norway and do the, uh, like the igloo hotel where you sleep under like the Northern lights. Yeah. Like, I really want to do that and go like dog sledding and stuff. And for those of you that know me, I'm not a winter person, so this is <laughs> odd, but I love, but I'm really intrigued. Um, so I've seen good deals in that capacity, but yeah, that Maldives, man. I'm still that dreaming about it. That is such a good deal. It would, still I dreaming mean, about it. Do you want to go? I'm, I'm so down. <laughs> <laughs> that I can't even imagine. That is such a good deal. Well, because I thought about it. I was like, look. If the thing is five hundred, that's two fifty each. The flight yeah. was thirteen hundred. That's that's uh that's like under or that's like five fifteen fifty, right? Fifteen fifty, yeah. Let's say meals aren't included. I mean, I don't know how expensive they are, but let's say you spend another six hundred dollars on meals. That's like twenty one hundred dollars to go to the other side of the earth. Yeah, exactly. That's all really include like deal. inclusive at that point, you know? Yeah. Like it's pretty damn good. I didn't really see, as I said, I didn't really see anything crazy good like you did. If I had seen the Maldives, I probably would have booked it. I'd be like, screw this. I'm booking it. I don't care. <laughs> um, I know you would have. You're so great. <laughs> yeah. But um, I didn't really see any amazingly good deals. Um, the one of the reasons we were considering Hawaii it was because it was pretty decent in terms of flights were about seven, 800, which was actually not bad. And yeah. um, we were able to find a couple of hotels. Like, it it ranged. Of course, there were some really, really expensive ones. Of course. Um, but there were some for, 
five days a thousand dollars I think was the the cheapest so yeah for two people it wasn't actually wasn't bad um and then we were looking at Calgary um maybe just going there to do a little bit of skiing um but I believe like they were they they had only opened the mountain up to a certain capacity and just being able to ensure that if we bought our tickets that we would actually be able to go skiing was not guaranteed because you have to like sign up and stuff and and whatnot but um the flights were not bad it's just nothing was guaranteed of being able to ski but aside from that um I just I don't think we really did enough research I'm sure if we had looked a little bit more we probably would have found like better deals like you had but aside from that um it wasn't it wasn't bad there were some pretty decent ones we actually didn't even look at Europe at all because we just assumed we wouldn't be able to go. Um, yeah. And then the rest of the U.S. we didn't really look at because we just didn't don't feel, really want to go. Yeah, we just didn't feel no really offense. comfortable. Yeah, I, I think just with that, we didn't really feel comfortable. But um, we also looked at um, – I actually go to Alaska. We, yeah, so that was the two other places. <laughs> we were looking at Alaska. I looked at Alaska – And I also looked at St. Martin. So uh, we looked at Alaska and unfortunately the flights were a little bit more expensive. Um, Maybe because it's Christmas. I don't know. But they were actually quite expensive. They were $2,500 per person. But I've heard really good things about Alaska and that fact that it's not as cold as people assume. I actually know people who've gone and they would highly recommend it. Um, Mm -hmm. so we were going to consider that. And then we, I think we also looked at St. Martin and I think the, what we found was about 15 to 1600 per person, all inclusive, um, all inclusive by means of like the European plan. So it only included, uh, no, sorry, not European. It included breakfast only, excuse me. Some were European, some included breakfast. Yeah. 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 So it wasn't bad considering for the holidays generally, you could expect it to be a lot more expensive. Because, um, mm-hmm. I mean, I went to Mexico with my mom a few years ago, and it was, if I remember correctly, it was like 1800 per person. So, Holy yeah. Woman, where did you go in Mexico? It was because it was right in the middle of the holiday season. That's why. Oh. But so you can expect it to be a little bit more expensive. Um, so for us to be able to go to, you know, St. Martin, for example, for 1600, which is essentially, you know, the same to a little bit cheaper than Mexico. It's actually a pretty decent deal. So yeah, yeah it wasn't, it I wasn't mean, bad. It sounds like you found a good deal for Hawaii. Cause I've only looked at it a few times, like yeah. in my travel life. Yeah. And I've heard good things. I've also heard not great things okay. in terms of like, it's just really crowded. There's a lot of tourists. The sand is really hot. There's a lot of sharks, yeah. stuff like that. Yeah. <laughs> um, but it's always been so expensive. Yeah. Like I remember one time I looked and I think the flight was like 1200 and the hotel, the cheapest one I could find. Maybe it was the time of year. Like maybe they were just super sold out, yeah. but it was like another 1200 and like, like everything was just kind of, and then that, and then that didn't account for food. Yeah, of so course. I had to also food, and the U.S. dollar is valued more than the Canadian dollar, so yeah. you're spending more money, and you know it just became really outrageous really quickly. Yeah. So I think yeah. I guess maybe in this case, yeah, maybe it was you know cheaper due to the pandemic, 
I think yeah. I've only looked at the Hawaii one other time, like years ago. So I honestly don't even remember what the cost of that stuff was. <laughs> but I mean, when, yeah, I guess when you compare it to that, it's, it's not bad. I feel like everywhere is a, for the most part, you'll find some sort of discount because everyone's hurting a little bit for travel. Yeah. Maybe, Especially airlines. Yeah. Some places more than others. I'm actually a little surprised. I thought that airfare would be significantly cheaper considering like, planes are empty but maybe they're not so much because they've just grounded most of the airplanes i don't know but they're not as cheap as i thought they would be they're not and i know this because again my boyfriend has recently traveled and is still in the uk but is coming home um but i remember i was helping him uh check in for his flight before he left dude they've added like so many new charges really he had to pay well, a for his luggage, which I thought was crazy because I've never paid for luggage going to Europe. Sorry, he had to pay to put his to check luggage. luggage. Really, he had to pay to check luggage. He had a he had to pay to get his seat. He had to pay a seat assignment fee, and then when he didn't like his seat because he was like in the middle and he wanted like an aisle, yeah. Um, when he tried to change it, it was like seventy five dollars each way. But I told him, so I was like, there's probably going to be like 20 people on your flight. Like, you have to pay that stupid seat assignment fee anyways, which I think was $25 a seat. Wow. That's like, a- they've added all these crazy charges. And like, even he told me too that like, even when he was getting on the plane and was like stowing his carry-on, they yeah. were like, oh, if you can't fit it under the seat, it's $10 to stow it above. What? I'm not even kidding. Are you serious? Wow. I mean, I get that the airlines are hurting. I get airlines are hurting, but to be charging for every, like, next, it's like 25 cents or a dollar to go to the bathroom every time. I swear, man. I I get it. I mean, I get. I I don't. We're all, no, I mean, I get that we're all hurting for it, but, like, is that really necessary? $10 to put it, like, that's supposed to be free. Well, that's always been free. Yeah. I mean, he said too, there was only like 20 people on his flight. So it was really thing. And there was nobody sitting around him. Like he had like 10 rows each way to himself. So it didn't really matter that he had a middle, ended up in a middle seat because he kind of could sit wherever he wanted in that row, Yeah, which was nice. Um, And he didn't end up stowing his bag above. He just tucked it under, which was easy. But like, yeah, it was crazy. That is nuts. I mean, it must have been a really comfortable flight though, because you know, usually you're sleeping, sitting straight forward, but now he can just take up all three seats and lie down. I know. <laughs> I know. That must have been really nice. But yeah. uh, that's that's just shocking. I, just because, like, how much revenue could you really be making if you're charging $10 to, you know, put your luggage up top or $75 per seat? Like, if there's only 20 people, you've just made a a few hundred dollars like was that really worth upsetting the customer and providing them a really bad that actually is paying <laughs> exactly I know and you know what else it makes me think about too is like in normal travel times all those people that pay like ten thousand dollars to fly first class like all that money you've made exactly you're telling me you don't have like a risk revenue fund. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you can dip into like you're that desperate, especially like maybe the smaller airlines. Okay, that's one thing, but some of the bigger guys, like, come on. Yeah, seriously, I'm actually very, very shocked and a little disappointed yeah. because that is a terrible customer experience. That's 
the the revenue made on doing that is not worth it because you know you're out millions of dollars because people aren't traveling but how much revenue could you really be bringing in by adding those additional charges but now you've you lost a customer or you've really upset a customer that is gonna you know provide a bad review or you know bad word of mouth and that makes a huge difference when someone is deciding where they're traveling to and what airline to use I know. And like, I won't say which airline it is to this, but I will tell you afterwards. Yeah. <laughs> episode's over. Um, but I like, I mean, he's so easygoing. He was just like, oh, well, it's just a pandemic. And I was like, no, no, no. You live in Canada now. We complain. Yeah. I was like, you need to go and get some money back. <laughs> oh, my, I feel so bad for him. I mean, he's fine. <laughs> <laughs> he really wasn't bothered by it. But he is flying with a different airline home okay and, and the only thing he's had to pay for is um if he wanted to change his seat with this airline okay that's that's not so bad. that's pretty normal in terms of yeah that's standard like regular flight i mean this one is well actually i think they're both pretty big airlines the two like because they're two different ones right um but this one is definitely a big one so maybe that's why could be so, but thank you guys so much for chatting with us about pandemic travel and where we're going to go and where we want to go and where it's hella cheap to go and we're dying to go, but hopefully we get to go soon and we will definitely do our next travel episode, I think with more like crazy travel stories and get you guys yes. pumped as the vaccine comes out. Yeah. Let's get, you know, let's take it back, get a little nostalgic and, you know, get you guys thinking about all the amazing trips you guys have had. And get us all pumped for, you know, like you said, Julia, some new travel stories, hopefully. Oh, so excited. Thank you so much for joining, guys. Make sure to follow us on all platforms because we are now on all platforms. You can listen to the podcast and follow us on Instagram at Confessions of a Millennial Podcast. Stay tuned for the next confession. Bye. Bye, guys.